Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast on TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me as ever, uh, the main man, Steve Harmison. Looking back at all the action from day one in Gore, the second test match between Sri Lanka and uh, England. Plenty to get our teeth stuck into, so don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. So if you are listening, you will know by now that it was Sri Lanka's day. 229 for four at Stumps on day one, winning another useful toss, and this time, unlike in the first test match, capitalising. Uh, seven for two, though, at one stage when Jimmy Anderson nipped out two wickets in five balls. But a marvellous century from Angelo Matthews. He's unbeaten at Stumps, as well as good supporting knocks from the likes of Shandamal and Tiramani uh, mean it has been Sri Lanka's day. Right, let's get on with it. What is story of the day? Story of the day. Well, Harmi, no question for me what uh, story of the day is today. Um, It was a proper old school day of test cricket for one, but Sri Lanka did what Sri Lanka should have done uh, in the first test match. And it was good to see because they were stung by the appalling nature of that collapse. They went away, they regrouped, they talked about really how they should have gone about things, but they learned, didn't they, from that second innings. Uh, That wasn't quite enough for them to save that test match. But boy, they're in a good position to put real pressure on England as this test match progresses. Yeah, absolutely. And they're two senior guys, Chandamal, Dinesh Chandamal and Angelo Matthews. Batted beautifully, 120-run partnership, you know, controlled. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Old school test match. Yeah, it was a little bit of a throwback. 20, 25, 30 years where, you know, they grinded out a, a full day's cricket. Bowlers had to work hard. Batsmen valued their wicket after the first two. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you're two experienced guys who you want to hang your hat on. And if it wasn't for what he's in the side for, Mark Wood, that little bit of brilliance in the middle when nothing's happening, uh, to break that partnership. But when you talk about 
135 all out and have Sri Lanka learnt their lessons. Well, seven for two when Kussel Mendes decided, uh, Kussel Pereira decided that he was going to try and hit Jimmy Anderson from goal back into Candy or into Colombo for a pitched up swinger from outside off stump. You're thinking they haven't really learnt their lessons here, but you know, fair play to the two guys, two older guys in the middle, you know, nullified what was left of Jimmy Anderson's spell because he, Jimmy did what Jimmy did what Jimmy does best. You know, move the ball laterally with the new ball. Um, and I thought they played the spinners very, very well. Didn't over-attack, didn't really, just waited on the, the bad ball, milked them nicely down the ground and square of the wicket. And that one criticism of England's, because I thought England toiled hard and worked very, very hard for their day, day's player, in their day's player. The consistency of the spin bowlers is something which has a little concern going into what is going to be a huge test in India. Um, not many maidens bowled, not many maidens bowled in that in that first in that day. When you look at it, Leach bowled three, Bess has only bowled one. Uh, Jimmy Anderson's bowled ten. He showed that showed his experience and how yeah, you put pressure, how you put pressure on the opposition is by keeping them at one end and really sort of you know spinning that web and really putting pressure on a batsman within fielders in round them. Captain struggles to then get catches in, um, and the pressure is released. And the batsman can get away from you. Yeah, I mean, all four wickets went the way of uh, Seam. Three wickets to Anderson, one to Wood. Um, and on day one, I suppose you've got to have some sympathy for both Leach and Bess. Um, with uh, very little cricket coming into this series, having to bowl on, on a pitch that is expected to turn. But it's that consistency, isn't it? Uh, as you make mention, if you cannot bowl maidens and exert some kind of pressure... Uh, at one end, then it's going to be very, very difficult because, you know, Anderson can only bowl so many. And when you look at that scorecard, he bowled 10 maidens. That's more than Curran, Leach, Wood and Best did in their entirety. So um, that's something to think about. How did you assess Mark Wood today? Uh, he got a wicket. I think he deserved one in the last test, but he he, well, he didn't throw. He bowled. But you know what I mean? He threw everything at, at Sri Lanka today and you picked up on the stump mic one of the England fielders uh, making a comment about just how incredible that last spell with the old ball uh, had been just to bring, keep the run rate down, but also pose problems as well. It wasn't just a containing spell, was it? No, he bowled, I thought he bowled brilliantly. I think he's bowled well throughout this whole, this whole two test match series. He's, you know, he's bowled with, um, with good energy, you know, which is very, very difficult to do as a fast bowler in the subcontinent constantly walking back to your mark, shaking your head and thinking, you know, especially when the batsmen rock on the front foot and you can see the whites of their teeth just laughing at you as to think, well, you might bowl 90 mile an hour, but you're not going to, you're not frightening me sort of thing with a bouncer or anything like that. And you're walking back to your mark thinking, a bit like what Tim Payne said to, to Ravi Ashwin, I can't wait to get you back to England or wait to get you back to, to Old Trafford or somewhere like that where it's going to bounce and, yeah. So when you've got to deal with that in your mind, you know, the mentality of it, I thought he's, I thought he's fantastic throughout this, this whole two test matches. And today, especially when he got his tail up, he needed a, Joe needed a wicket, Joe Root needed a wicket, break the partnership, because that's what Wood, Archer, Stone are going to have to do over the course of these, these obviously these two test matches, the four in, in India and then the five in, in, in Australia. When things aren't happening, you need to take a wicket. You know, your spinners need to dry one end up and you come on. And if you go for a couple of boundaries, so be it. 
Doesn't matter if you go for four and over, five and over for me, if you're Mark Wood. You have to get wickets in times when things are struggling. And he broke the partnership. It was looking good. He's never getting away from England because, you know, they, were, they didn't have to really take with Stranka. But I thought the, the, the wicket of, uh, of, of Chandamal was, was what and just, re, uh, just reward for, for what Toyo Mark Wood had put in. Seven overs in that heat, even though it's at the end of the, and at the, end of the day, was, uh, he, he was well rewarded with a wicket. And it puts a little bit more of a foothold in England into the game. You know, all of a sudden, if they go in, if England Shranka go in 230, 243 with uh, Dick Weller to come and then the bowlers, you know, it, it, it's not the same. It's only one wicket, but it's a big wicket. It's a shrinking captain. And Jimmy Anderson comes out with a brand new ball tomorrow morning. If he can get it moving, get it off the straight and potentially make out Angela Matthews, England will look, be looking to try and get them somewhere around 310, 320. And then they're still in the game. So it was a big wicket there for Mark Wood. And uh, Angelo Matthews, I thought that was a that was a proper knock today. But you know he does like batting against England. That's his third century. Averages over fifty. Um, it just so, it just so happens, doesn't it? Sometimes um, players raise their game for individual uh, opponents. And coming off the back of the fifty in the last Test match as well, uh, he's doing it again. Yeah, simple game plan, simple wear. You know, he picks his bat up, looks to hit the ball straight. Doesn't look. Doesn't really play too many crass bat shots. He's not a massive puller of a ball, not a big cut, you know, stand there and square cut. He stands up high on his toes. He's quite a tall man, Angela Matthews. So he stands up, plays the bat, the ball with a full face of the bat, whether he's hitting it off the front foot down the ground, or he, he's standing because he doesn't move his feet too well. So he stands up quite tall, gets his feet close together, head over the ball. And he's playing with a full face of the bat, so that back foot punch, back foot drive, which in the subcontinent is probably a better way to play because then it, it, it gets the way from the chop on. You look at, you know, Fernando first, the second wicket to fall this morning. It would ball bounce a bit. And because he was going with an angled bat, he got an inside edge and onto the stumps where Angela Matthews is different. He's experienced. He hits the ball straight off the back foot, hits the ball straight off the front foot, and he keeps it quite simple. Didn't really look to take the risk of the, the spinners. Didn't have to. He had runs out there. There were spaces and gaps for him to hit. Deep point, you know, deep mid-wicket. They were there to, for him just to rock on the front foot, open the face of the bat and use. And that was his scoring option, just to milk the bowlers. And then when Jack Leach and Dumbess brought their field in, he just you know, eased them over the top. This guy is a seriously talented player, a seriously experienced cricketer who's played all around the world and scored runs. And he just loves batting against England moment of the day well for me no doubt what the moment was yes the century uh, for Matthews but it was the dismissal of Kusal Pereira I mean come on mate uh, they did a montage on Sky Sports of all of his dismissals in the series so far uh, they include a reverse sweep to uh, leg slip um, cutting the ball to the only fielder at, on the offside deep point and then today the worst of the lot he'd only made six it was in the Fifth over, Jimmy Anderson bowling. And as you made uh, reference to earlier, he just advanced down the track. He didn't even advance down the track. He just swung the bat, trying to hit the ball uh, over long off. And it took the outside edge, kind of the toe of the bat, actually. And Joe Root took a really good catch at first slip. That was uh, that was crazy. And then, of course, you bring in Fernando, um, who's back in the side, not a got great load of experience. He chops on, slightly unfortunate. That ball could have gone pretty much anywhere. A little bit more bounce, maybe. 
possibly signs of variable bounce, but we didn't really see that. Bit of reverse, maybe. And Sri Lanka in an absolute mess again, seven for two. But uh, I mean, what was he doing? No, I, I, I have to agree. I, I'm trying to find a different story of the day, a different laugh out loud moment of the day, and a different um, shot of the day. I just can't disagree with that. That is, it was laughable, and it was, you know, it was the moment of the day. Mickey Arthur has probably said for the last four days, we've got to learn from our mistake. We've got to learn from our mistake. We cannot get bowled out for one three five and consider ourselves a chance of winning a test match against anybody, never mind against England. So head down, get over the new ball, give ourselves a chance, and we've got you know we've got players in the middle order who potentially can take away the game away for us if we win the toss. That's what's being said. Don't need to be in the camp. Being in the being around enough dressing rooms now with the old cliches. This is what's being said for the last four days since the last Test match. And Kusil Pereira has decided that... I thought it was a good bit of bowling by Jimmy, though. I'll give, I, you know, you've got to remember, this guy's got 600 Test wickets. It was a good bit of bowling by Jimmy because he bowled three balls, more or less the same length, coming back into off-stump. Everything going back into off-stump. Everything going back into off-stump. And Jimmy, knowing Jimmy, he's got a sense of how... He's got a sense of how the batsman works. And I've mentioned any, every, many, many times about one of Jimmy's best strengths is his ability to... Pick a weakness of an opposition and any 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 flaw in their technique and exploit it. He's the best that's ever been. He's ever played the game and do it. And I think Jimmy's thought, you know what? He's the third one's going. Third one's going in. He's got itchy feet. I think Jimmy could sense he's got itchy feet. So he's gone just a touch fuller, but he's took the ball away. So the ball's going away from the left-handed batsman's outside, Pereira's outside edge, towards the slips. And he's just trying, he's just helped it on its way. And you know, I played against Sanath Jai Surya, and you think anything could come with Sanath. You just he could hit, he could hit the same, he could block the same ball. He hits ten rows back for six, three sixty. Anything could come with Sanath. And Sanath had a better hand-eye coordination than Pereira, but it was farcical. And Mickey Arthur must have been sitting there going, "Why do I bother? What's the point of me opening my mouth? What is the point when he got dismissal like that?" And I would imagine he'd have kicked the chair even more. When the second wicket's gone, because he'd be looking at Pereira and thinking, you caused that because he shouldn't have been in there in the first place. This is Jimmy Anderson, 600 test wickets. Do not give him a sniff. And all of a sudden, the three, no, he's, Jimmy Anderson walks away, three for 24 off 19. And uh, a lot of it came down to that first dismissal. What about complaint of the day? Before we do that, have you, could you uh, pick up on something from either side as a complaint of the day? Oh. I think it was pretty much an old school test match, test match days cricket. I thought the umpires got the decisions right that were needed to get right. Um, there wasn't much in the uh, in the way of complaint. There wasn't much happened in the day. It went pretty much quite boring. I would not think of too much, you know, even my commentary. You know, as anything in your commentary, you could think, well, you could have a laugh at. You know, didn't really lose that many overs, three overs, spin bowlers and bowling. So I think all of it, your laugh out loud moment of the day, your, your fun part of the day happened literally when nobody was awake. You know, everybody that's listening to this, when it happened live, there'll be very, very few people awake. I was one, I think it was probably about 4.40 this morning when it happened and it, it really woke me up and I was like, wow, I know it, you've got to be awake when you go and sort of work while in Brazil in Rio Parlor, but it woke me up 4, you know, 4.40 this morning thinking, 
I cannot believe what I've just seen. You know, this guy's trying to hit Jimmy Anderson off the length with a brand new ball. It's not going to end well here, and it didn't. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmy, so what's going to happen tomorrow? Um, not what should happen. What do you think is going to happen? Because what I was aware of, uh, and I didn't really think too much about this when Sri Lanka was seven for two, is that there were quite a few people saying that Sri Lanka would be worth a little wager on. You know, the second innings in goal, if they won the toss, uh, the pitch was expected to be a little bit flatter. And uh, after uh, day one, you'd have to say that's that if you if you put your money there, that wouldn't have been the worst uh, five I spent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think once the toss was made and England were in the field, I think Sri Lanka were a, were a good bet. They were a really good bet. They would have been, they wouldn't have been favourites. England would have been favourites after the way the way hap- what happened in the first Test match. And when you you put all this into the you know into the melting pot, goal always produces results. You know, test matches are always results. So unless the weather comes in, we're going to get a result pitch. We've got a result pitch. The pitches. I was actually very very surprised on the, the level of the consistency of bounce and how much pace there was in the pitch because there hasn't been the rain that there was before the first test match, and this pitch has been sitting in the open for the, the best part of five days because. You know, England have been playing Schlanker on a different pitch, but it's been open. So I can only see this deteriorating in big way. And you know, so England need to get early wickets tomorrow. England need to get early wickets because they've got to get into bat because they've got to bat on this wicket probably tomorrow up until tea time just after where the wicket's at its best. After that, all of a sudden, I think because of the, how much it's been in the it's been in the open for the first Test match. I think the, the, when you say a good a test pitch is good to bat on day two, early day three, I think you can fast forward that by half a day. I think come tea time tomorrow, this will spin quite quite severe. And then by, by tea time on day three, I think we might see a lot of up and down movement. So if England aren't in the game then, then I think that's it. I think Sri Lanka will win. So for me, England have to get early wickets. They will know that in the dressing room. And it wouldn't surprise me of a, a burst from Anderson and you'll see Wood very, very early with that new ball tomorrow morning to see if they can get a wicket. Because if they don't get a breakthrough then, it could be a long afternoon for the England England bowlers. Brilliant stuff, Harmy. We'll, we'll uh, find out exactly what happened uh, tomorrow, and you'll be able to listen to the following on podcast tomorrow as well. Uh, go well. I will uh, speak to you when you're back up north. Uh, I will be back in the bunker watching uh, from 4.30 in the morning on day two. And the following podcast will be back following day two. You can listen and subscribe uh, to Acast, to uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, loads of places, basically. So check us out. And thanks for listening to the following on podcast. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe, 
for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 